Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 402 on the Get Merry podcast. And we are so excited to be back with a brand new episode. Not just any episode, a promised episode. (laughs) And it has been very much asked for. So here we are delivering on the episode. There's no place like Rome. It is a 40-minute episode of Emma's hottest tips of where to go, what to see, (laughs) what to eat, and how to do Rome in the best way possible. So there's pages of notes here, guys. Like we are not getting through them all. But Emma has said she's going to put an um, encyclopedia together for you for the blog. I mean... (laughs) And uh, it will have everything listed there in more detail than this podcast can go into. So I'm excited about that as well. But let's get into it. Let's get started um, on this episode. And firstly, I want to hear, let's start with the intention of going into this Roman trip Mm -hmm. six weeks. Because you know what the most common question we get, like in regards to like Emma going to Italy, uh, is like, (laughs) how do you eat healthy? And like, what do you do when you're over there? Like, Mm -hmm. aren't you stressed about this? And Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this is such a common problem that people face. And I mean, is there another way around it? And I think maybe Emma has the answer. I I feel like I most certainly do. And look, it's not going to be an encyclopedia because there's no way I know enough and there's no way I even can say like they're the best tips. They're, they're my tips and what I've experienced. Rome is such a, I, you can't even describe this place really. Like I'm speechless because, you know, it's it's got so much depth and so much richness Uh you know, you can learn something new every day for the rest of your life if you live to a million uh, <laughs> about this this amazing city. But yes, let's start on this topic because I feel it's a really important one because if you're going to Rome and if you're already thinking about this, about the stress of putting on weight because how am I going to eat healthy? Because all the Italians, all they eat is pasta and pizza every day, right? And those cornettos and, and you know, it's impossible to eat healthy. And I will stop you right there because Italian diets are far more healthier than the typical Australian or American diet. A hundred percent, I believe that. Uh, Maybe not your diet, but, you know, like the average because there's such a huge focus on really fresh produce. There's There's such a great variety of vegetables. I mean, such different veggies that you just don't see in Coles and Woolies here in Australia. And I think that's what I miss most, in fact, like, you know, walking into a supermarket and feeling really inspired to cook because the ingredients are so fresh and so there's so much variety. You're like, what is this? I'm going to make something with this. Um, yeah. It, it When I got back from both trips, walking into the supermarket, that was probably the most depressing thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> because it, they just fall flat, unfortunately. And I did like talk about this to a lot of Italians and they all questioned like, but there's so much space in Australia. Like, isn't there lots of farmland, et cetera, et cetera? And, you know, that's true. But I think in Italy, the soil is so much uh, more rich with minerals. There's all the volcanoes. There's maybe like a more traditional uh, relationship with food and farming. More traditions are used. Uh, but anyway, I definitely ate pasta and pizza a lot, like way more than I do here in Australia. I ate more as well. I would say like I definitely ate too much on this trip, but it was Christmas. So, you know, sometimes you have to be careful with the amounts because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm only here for a short period of time. I want to eat, 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 eat everything. I would say that's something to to consider, especially because you don't want to feel sick. Like some days I did overeat, especially around Christmas, uh, but that's all part of it as well, I think. So I guess my number one tip is to embrace it, is to let go of the diet if you can. Like if you're not allergic to anything, if you don't have celiac officially, you know, if you choose gluten-free because, you know, it's a just a personal decision and, and you read about it all, like it's an, a naturopath said, this is the best idea, you know, like this could be a great idea or you read it on our blog, this helps you feel better, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, it really does. Gluten-free is a great way to live. But I invite you to try the gluten in Italy. Try the pasta. Try the pizza and just see how you feel. Uh, as I said, if you're celiac, don't do that. But there's a lot of uh, differences with how wheat is made and produced, uh, how things are cooked. There's also different regulations with the EU compared to Australia and America. So I invite you just to try and see how you feel. Maybe you feel amazing. I didn't feel sick once after eating anything in Italy except for when I overate, as I said. <laughs> amazing. So, like, how did you overcome the thoughts of guilt and things mm. around food, which a lot of people struggle with? And, like, this goes yeah. for, like, any holiday as well, like, not just going to Italy. Yeah. Like, any time where you might feel like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going off my usual routine. Like, how can we actually make sure we enjoy ourselves without the guilt? Because that just, mm. like, that never feels great. Yeah. And I mean, like, sometimes even as much as you know, and even as much as you say, like, I'm just going to embrace it. And it's six weeks of my life. Like, even if I put on weight, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't stop those feelings sometimes. So what I kind of like said in my mind was that every day I'm going to try and eat a great amount of vegetables. And uh, they're delicious. So like, it was easy. And every day I'm going to do my yoga slash Pilates just to feel good, you know, just to be like, not because, not the calories in, calories out, but just to feel positive, to feel positive about my body, to feel present, to feel gratitude. Because, you know, these practices that are connected to your breath are not just physical practices, they're also mental. So a lot of that guilt and anxiety around food, like that's all our mental stuff. That's all our diet culture. That's all our you know, past beliefs that uh, we are trying to get over and get through. So I think having a daily practice, especially if you're going for like a, a, a substantial time, like six weeks, 
uh, is important. Obviously, if you're kind of like jetting around everywhere and you're walking in all these amazing towns, like you end up walking like 10 kilometers every day anyway. So or I do anyway, if you're going traveling like that. Uh, so, you know, that's also great too, you know, that incidental exercise, which, you know, it's not, doesn't feel like that because you're just soaking up all these amazing new places and and new sites and new experiences. But yeah, that was what I did. And I feel like it really, I really benefited. I think there was probably one time where I had like a, I said it out loud to you, Carla, I think I wrote something to you. And, yeah. you know, it's also good to have that person as well. Where you can be like, look, I'm feeling this, and then they can be like, uh, remember, you're only there for six weeks, or don't be silly, like you're fine. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we need that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like so- especially if you've struggled with it for a like a you know it's been something that you've struggled with for years. So I yeah. think that that's really good. Like have a routine, have something that gets you present, it gets you focused, it gets you feeling positive about your body. Um, and not not in the idea of calories in versus calories out, more so yeah. just make you feel amazing. Um, amazing. Okay, let's get on to dining out. And you have mm-hmm. a few tips, like not of where to eat, but how to eat. And I think this is a really great place to begin because, of course, if you are used to eating out in Australia, you might be used to booking your reservations at 6 p.m. because you've got to be home by 8 and in bed by 9. But it's a little bit different over in Rome. So what are we doing? Yeah, so especially if you're with Italians, like I remember the first dinner we booked out for this trip, I think in our last trip too, they both were like randomly really late. Like we went out for dinner at 10 p.m. Mind and both. I mean, both of these times, both of these times, I had like internal, like, that's too late. Like, I don't want to (laughs) go. Like, I'm going to just stay home, uh, which is ridiculous. But no, it's not if you really want to stay home. But for me, it was like, just embrace it, you know? And I ended up having such a fun time. And, you know, you sleep in a little bit more. So you eat out a little bit later, you eat later, and you sleeping a little bit more the thing is if you're walking around the city center and uh the restaurants are full with people eating like dinner stuff at like six a lot of the italians would say no these are tourist traps like these are not like the proper authentic experience you're after uh look for places that are full at like 8 30 9 30 10 30 11 30 uh if they're not having, you know, if it's just aperitivo at that's that 5.36 p.m., that's okay. But if they're eating, like, full meals, maybe that's not the best place. What's aperitivo? So, well, aperitivo is, like, where you go for a drink and they give you snacks. And the snacks are free. You, well, not, like, at all places, but many <laughs> places, yes. And if you go to, like, fancy places, the free snacks are really good. <laughs> I remember once we went to this like pretty fancy place uh, near where there's like a square coliseum, which is like architecture by Mussolini. Like it's quite amazing architecture uh, based on the classical style. And we went to this fancy place and yeah, the aperitivo snacks were very, very good. Yeah. So yes, I'm all my recommendation is, is book book your dinners at like 8, 8.30. Cool. And and if it feels weird, just suck it up and enjoy it 
trust me, it's much more fun to go to a restaurant that's like buzzing and full uh, with great energy than empty and like you're the only ones there. Yeah, I mean, so, it's also fun to do that too and have your own restaurant. But however, if you're ready to experience the culture, you want the full restaurant. So embrace the living like a Roman during your trip and avoid the tourist traps of 5 to 6 p.m. dinners. And this might mean that you have to wake up a little bit later. And that's okay. Yes. Like maybe that's okay. Yes. Uh, I and like also this. like the, the health aspects too because I feel like we're all ingrained that like you have to eat early to be healthy. And like, yeah, you can do that, but also it's not going to be so detrimental if you eat late. Yeah. Like it really isn't. Yeah. So, and it's also like if you're staying up later, like you're not, you're not going to bed straight after dinner, which is like why they say like to have more space between dinner time and bedtime so you can digest. Like it's just like, it's just like you're moving your day a little bit later. Which yeah. so you're having your breakfast a little bit later, your lunch is a little bit later, your yeah. dinner's a little bit later. Like it's all moving. Yeah. Uh, and to amazing. experience you know, to experience more of the the culture. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you travel, isn't it? Um Yeah. So another thing that you did was like you didn't go out for every meal. There was like you guys would oh. go and get produce and um, make things and that was in itself an experience like going to the supermarkets like you already kind of you already mentioned that at the start like how different they mm. honestly like I had so much fun going to all the supermarkets I mean even like the small places you know what we would call the delis uh I think they're called the salumeria which guys like my pronunciation is terrible like t- terrible terrible so don't take any of that advice. <laughs> no pronunciation advice from Emma. So definitely go and get the ingredients if you have an Airbnb, even if it's just like, you know, getting prosciutto and mozzarella and bread because, you know, you can just bring that home and you, you're you going to have the most delicious lunch and, you know, it's cost effective. And sometimes if you're traveling for an extensive time, you don't want to go out at every single meal. Uh, you want to uh, ma- maintain your budget and also have, you know, like a just an at-home or at Airbnb or at, in the hotel even lunch or even dinner. So we had lots of fun getting all the ingredients and I think we spent far too long probably looking around the supermarket. And I mean, like, because Damiano is like, oh, this, oh, remember this. So, he, you know, he gets very nostalgic and and. Re- you know, lots of fun memories and he struggles to be like, I want to eat it all, you know, as much as possible in the time we have. And we always like pack a lot to bring home. We should have brought a whole empty bag just for snacks. Definitely. Uh, But yeah, I definitely recommend that. And even like all the food markets around Rome, there's so many. I mean, the Testaccio is one of the most famous ones. Testaccio, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, which is super fun. And they do like there's random clothes as well and bags and shoes, but then you've got heaps of choices with food. You can eat there as well. Uh, make sure you get a supli. That's a typical Roman, like similar to arancini. Uh, make sure you get that. And, you know, what I love about the the delis there, they'll hand carve the prosciutto. So, you, you know, you watch them with their razor-sharp knives, like thinly slicing the the fresh, uh, beautiful 
I guess not fresh, the, the cured <laughs> prosciutto, and it's so tasty, like unbelievable compared to what we're used to here, I will say. And, I mean, so it should be because it is Italian. Yeah. Yes, I mean, we very, very even when we, we used to travel, like we would go, we loved going to the supermarkets, didn't we? Like, yeah, it was we just did. a thing that we loved to do. Like, like let's go to the know. supermarket. And like, we'd buy I like know. things like when we were in Italy because and it's France. Product. And, yeah, yeah, it's all you, different. You're looking, yeah, like looking at all like the, the crackers and the yeah. cheese. I mean, like, <laughs> look at the cheese. Like, you go to cheese heaven. Like, I mean, it, I'll do a list of like all the supermarkets that I recommend and restaurants even. I'll have I've got a big list of restaurants that I've mentioned yeah. here, but maybe better to just mention that in a blog post. I mean, I'll talk about this one pizza place though, because it was quite amazing. It was called Pizza Nada, N-A-D-E-R. And it's not in the city center, but it was so amazing. Like just a little hole in the wall. Uh, pizza al taglio so it's like you know where they they cut the pizza so it's not like you buy a round pizza it's like a big square and you say you want like this much and they weigh it and then you pay for the weight um but this guy was so amazing he made all the pizza with like ancient grains so like I don't know like he told this whole story and it was really beautiful in Italian so I understood nothing but it was still really beautiful because <laughs> I could feel I could feel the passion and the yeah. and I was like wow this is so cool and I was like that's so funny I literally understood nothing but I still was like this is amazing and I mean of course you listen to someone talking with passion and and Italian you know it just if you love Italy and you love food you're gone uh but it was so delicious and like really fun, different flavor combinations. And he also did like this tasting plate for us with like all the different breads and drizzled with beautiful olive oil. And we actually bought some of that and brought it home. Uh, but yeah, it was just like a whole experience, but it was just literally like a takeaway. Like this is the takeaway in Italy. And then I'm so, like, I don't want to put down our takeaways. But then you compare it to Alshay. <laughs> I mean, like I will put it down. That's much better. <laughs> Amazing. And it, yeah, so that is a must go to. One of those must do's. And yeah, and I mean, a- there's so many options too. I've got yeah. I've got a big list, so I'll do like I'll share a list in the blog post as well. I mean, another really great experience was this seafood restaurant at Fumicino, and uh, it was just like. You know, like, I mean, it's not like we go to too many fine dining and it's not fine dining. It's just like very good service where you're very looked after. And that was an amazing experience and amazing food if you love seafood and if you love um, creativity. So it was like some very unusual things. And I mean, I love that. Not every night. Like give me a very wholesome, authentic Roman pasta, but also then to do this very modern, fancy uh, very unusual style of dining it was really fun as well. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I'm trying to just read. My, okay, I'm going to just add all these restaurants into my blog post. I think that is. So, the what best about option. is there any like if you saw anything on a menu? Was it? Oh yeah. Like, is there anything to avoid? Like, where you're like, oh, that is not like a place to go to, or like, how do you know like yeah what to pick kind of thing without? I mean, with an Italian. 
yeah, I mean, I'm so I feel like I'm so lucky because it's like I mean, even like hanging out in the groups of Italians, like they would spend so much time like trying to research the place to find and like, you know, message friends and be like, have you heard of this is good? So um it's not like every restaurant is great yeah. in Rome. Like it's it's definitely been voted like the best food in the world. Like it literally got on that thing, whatever that um competition is, the best the best city to eat in the world but there's of course going to be bad places too uh so even the italians exchange notes on food yeah oh yeah oh yeah what to buy and and where to eat out yeah like literally like it was so funny i remember one night we were coming home late by from orvieto and it was like we were trying to find a pizza place because we needed to eat some dinner, but it was getting really, really late and we didn't want to cook and we didn't want to go to the, the grocery store or the supermarket. And then our friend was like, oh, I know a guy who goes around there a lot. I'll message him and see where the best pizza place is. So it was, you know, That's it's so very funny. typical to share that and to be very uh, concerned for your friends. And like, you must find a great place to <laughs> You must pizza. eat good pizza every single time you <laughs> yeah. eat pizza. Amazing. I agree. I no, agree. That's so good. So, well, you're going to have a list. So that's a good place to start because yeah, yours is tried and tested. Yeah. But, you know, it's not long enough. And, you know, I yeah. know when you're walking around Rome, like when you're hungry, you're hungry and you're like, where do I go? Yeah. Uh, so I would really do also suggest look on, what's that place where you look at all the reviews? TripAdvisor? Yeah, TripAdvisor. Like there's always like look at those comments yeah uh and that'll give you some insight as well I mean like I've read things where it's like stay away from menus that have pictures but then like I think I went to some menus that did I mean some restaurants that did have pictures and they were good so I don't know if that's like a tell or maybe back in the day they also say if it has English translation that's a bad sign but I think that's changing now yeah like I feel like they're doing more English translation even the the restaurants the great restaurants are doing that so yeah I don't think that's true well I guess it's, uh, yeah being more accessible but I think what we should get to next is that these must tries in Rome oh. because this is probably a good thing to have a list of you know whenever you go to a new place and you want to try like the things that are you know, native to that culture. Um, what are the food things that are must yes. tries in Rome that are Roman? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, because I think back to when we first went to Rome and we didn't try any of these because we didn't do any of the research. No. I mean, like the big, the pastas, obviously, which we've yeah. all tried before. Uh, I mean, we've all, Carla and I, when Damiana cooked them for us, but obviously carbonara. Uh, and all the, the cashier pepe and uh, I can't pronounce it. it oh, the ultra, a, um, ultra. Ala, no, ala matria. Yeah, no. the tomato one. God, I'm going to link to it, okay? Put the link to and the then, recipe. And then there's one that starts with G, Grecia or something. But they're all like uh, pecorino, pecorino cheese, uh, guanciale. Yeah. Very rich pastas I didn't eat too much of them over there this trip because I just wasn't craving the the richness they're so rich but they're so delicious so you must try I'll link to a place where it got voted like the best carbonara uh in 2023 and it was really good but yes so you've got to try that 
you've also got to try, if you're in winter, you must, or autumn winter, you must try artichokes. There's two varieties to try, the Romano and the Jerusalem, and they're both really good. One is deep fried more. Um, I like the Romano, which is more baked, I think. It's not deep fried. I don't know, or fried, maybe shallow fried. I don't know how they cook it. <laughs> it's really good. It's delicious. Uh, Supli, obviously. So that's what I talked about before. Uh, and the pizza Romana style, so it's like thinner than the Napoli style. So if you have had pizza here in Australia, which is, you know, like authentic Italian, as they might say, usually you might be having the the Naples style with like the, the thicker crust. Uh, so Romano and like there might be more differences. I don't know. The... Roman style is more thin-based and, like, less crust. So definitely try that. I'll link to a restaurant. Punterelle, you must try that because I had never heard of it. I'm trying to think what it is. I think it's something to do with the chicoria plant, like a different part of the plant maybe or a different style. And there's this beautiful salad and it's, like, punterelle with anchovies and lemon and olive oil and garlic and it's so good and you'll notice it on a lot of side like menus um as sides contour contouri is that how you say it i think um so if you are trying to up your veggies go for that punterelle try it at least once and of course chicory chicoria very very tasty you have to try that actually we found some here in harris farm perfect so yeah now we're going to buy that every time we go to Harris Farm. <laughs> and it was good. So but yes, good. try those things. What about and I mean, any sweet? That's not even the sweet. Yeah, I was like, what about oh the sweet my. treats? Let me find how. There's Maritotsi, Maritotsi. That's like, what you need to try. How do I run. pronounce? <laughs> <laughs> Maritotsi. It's like this beautiful, like, I want to send you a picture of it, Carla, right now. So it's like this bun thing and it's like filled with cream. Oh, my God. And it's God. so – I know, just so Carla can see it. And if you're at home, like Google it. So you must try one of these. Well, and put a, potentially, We can put like, an image in the blog. Potentially maybe you, you might want to even go halves because they're pretty – like I'm not like a super, super sweet – person like I'm way more into cheese savory salty goodness uh but I will always have a bite of someone else's <laughs> I'm one of those annoying people you uh, are but do you know what I really like oh there it is. though because there's always like small like, yeah. ones, like small ones that looks yeah, so good, good huh? it's like an eclair or something but but it's soft the bun the softer. bread is like super soft it's not oh. yeah like you know eclairs are yeah are, thicker well, it's or a, like it says it's a brioche bun filled with yeah it's like cream. a sweet bun wow. filled with whipped cream oh my god but i went to a really cool place which actually had the voted carbonara um honey and orange and vanilla <laughs> wow she's still going to heaven so have that with an espresso <laughs> for breakfast <laughs> sounds terrible <laughs> but do you know what who do you know who sells them now here who? on the gold coast Romano Baker. Oh, amazing. So we so can go and get them. One. Yeah, we could go get them. Perfect. We can go and try one. Why not? Why not? We should. Yeah. Uh, so 
what I was going to say was if you're not like a super sweet person, but you still must try like a cornetto for breakfast, like you have to do that. That's your breakfast at least one morning in Rome. Go for an espresso. I mean, you can have cappuccino too. I don't like, I'm not a milky drink, coffee drinker. Um, Damiana rubbed off on me and now I drink espresso. <laughs> so espresso and cornetti, cornetto probably because I don't know, maybe you can fit two in or maybe not. Um, so that's pretty much like the Italian version of the croissant is what most, I feel, us, we are very familiar with the croissant. Uh, however, cornetti is the Italian style and they make it quite differently and all the Italians will say they are better and probably all the French will say the, the croissant is better. Uh, you guys can decide for yourselves. But they're like smaller, However, aren't they? Like then, no. Like, or are they the same size as a croissant? Well, croissants can be mini. Oh yeah, I know. But ones, like, and these are cornetto. also like filled. They be can be filled with things. Yes, like you will. My favorite is like the crema ones, which is like custard, filled custard. With custard. But I also had one filled. Oh, there's a great place. I forget the name. I'll link to it. Uh, it's in Monteverde. Uh, that is my bad pronunciation and it starts with Z and it's really like this the cornetti look amazing it's just like beautiful uh and I had like this apple custard one and it was wow. so good that but yeah there's amazing. lots of different flavors and but Romano Mignon, Baker makes those too oh yeah he like, makes he like, like is really good at them and they're just like in Rome I mean wow. he's he's from Ostia like yeah in Rome, so if you are looking for authentic Italian, a Roman style food, go there and you'll experience it a little bit. Oh, my gosh, we're really running out of time, aren't we? Okay, moving on. Yeah, so I haven't even talked about any of the destinations no, you haven't. that I've been and to. Like, it's just been about we've food. We've just talked about food. Like, do we need to do, like, is this one just part dedicated two? to food? And then we do, like, a part I, two of, like, where to go. Yeah, I feel like that's so it's like a otherwise much you're just gonna option. rush it. Like, and that's is there silly. any more questions you have about food? Let's go back to yeah. Let's are we go, missing? Go back I mean, there's to the so food. Much... Oh, what I, I mean, what about, about that amazing well? lunch that you had at Calcutta? After Calcutta, oh, yes, I I will talk about that because it was that, that was one really man special. show. Yes, so Cal Calcutta is. <laughs> I'm not sure how to say it. <laughs> Calcutta is a beautiful old medieval town. It's so small and it's just stunning. And we can talk more about it's, that in part two. Yes, yes. But the the one little restaurant we went into, it probably had about 10 seats in it and there was one gentleman and he was not only the owner, not only the chef, not only the waiter, not only the the guy who gave you the bread and set the table, he did it all. There was a cleaner who came in after, I will say. So after the lunch service was finished, the cleaner came and she was very lovely too. But the food was just amazing. I mean, we had this this broccoli, It's I think it's like called broccoli romanesco where it's like the green oh, yeah. pointy style broccoli. And yeah. we had this multiple times during this trip. I don't know why, it just, it, you know, it was like this recurring ingredient and it was amazing. A, diff a slightly different flavour than our typical broccoli that we get, 
and I am trying to find it here, but I have been, I've had no luck. Oh, I've seen it before. It yeah, maybe like randomly. Just randomly, yeah. Yeah, if you do ever see it, buy it. So we need to like try and promote people here and the farmers to be growing more ingredients so we can experience this. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful. It was like this broth, pasta broth with broccoli. Yeah. And I know that sounds like, it sounds weird, right? It might sound weird, like you wouldn't choose that maybe as a as an Australian. But let me tell you, it was the most delicious thing, like one of the most delicious pastas I've ever had. Wow. And it just tasted so wholesome, so healthy, and it was just full of flavour. Like, And then, of course, like parmesan on top. Uh, but, yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful lunch. And, I mean, it was so fun. I mean, the, the guy on the table over, he was dining by himself and, and so, you know, there was a conversation starting with everyone. And I feel like this is very typical in these smaller restaurants, more authentic, I guess, uh, where everyone feels very, you know, you can just chat. It feels very friendly and very warm. But that was a beautiful, beautiful meal. And, I mean, I had so many of those. Even, like, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, we went out for a beautiful lunch by the seaside. Even though it's winter, it was just stunning to look at the sea and I mean, we have that here as well. Uh, but the the what did I get that day? We had the vongole. So definitely, if you're a seafood fan, you must get vongole in Italy. It's so good. Uh, so good. What about and, in Tuscany when you were there? Oh, mushrooms, porcini, truffles. Uh, I remember we walked around Volterra. We were doing a day in Volterra, which is in Tuscany, and, and little medieval town. We'll talk about that more in the next episode. And, I mean, the smells that were coming out of these restaurants, it was crazy. It was like we chose from our noses. We just wow. were like, oh, gosh. Yeah, so Tuscany, the food is just amazing. And, I mean, we stayed with friends at this trip, two-day trip in Tuscany, and I mean, it's just a fun experience. You know, you go to their house and they just, oh, yeah, I got some stuff just in case we didn't want to go out. And she just, like, piles out, like, cheeses, <laughs> breads. Like, literally she got out, like, 400 grams of prosciutto. And, I mean, if you buy prosciutto here, like, I don't know, maybe you're really rich and, like, <laughs> like you'll get 500 grams of prosciutto. But here that would cost you, like, literally $100, I feel <laughs> Well, like you get like 80 grams from Woolworths for like a good one for like $12. Yeah, like literally 80 grams for $12. So like I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so much prosciutto. Like, you know, like it's in Australia you can compare it to people or like when we used to buy ham, like but not good ham, like yeah. the, the crappy ham. Yeah, like 500 like grams a of big... the honey ham. Yeah, and it's like, you know, that's what we would get. But she had like this beautiful prosciutto and – I looked at the price and it was like three euro, and she was like, "Yeah, it was on sale." And I was like, "What? Three euro? It was, it was ridiculous." I was like, "This is insanity," but it was just so fun. And then they got out like this box of wine, and then like Valeria bought another box of wine. It's just like, it's so fun. I think as well because you know it's so different for us. Like we don't have that. I mean, maybe if you have friends who are Italian, you do have that, and now we do really. Yeah. Um. But it's just beautiful to be part of that experience and, you know, to sit around a proper Italian table in a household. And I did that many times with friends, family, over Christmas, 
you know, that's a very beautiful experience to see another culture. And I mean, not just Italian, obviously you experience that in many cultures, um, which would be really, I think, a beautiful thing to do and to make sure you try and do it if you can. Yeah, so, you so have if to you're make going friends. for an extended time, make friends. Yeah, they will invite you over. Like, I have no doubt. Yeah, you have to make friends with the Italians and then get to be invited to their house for dinner. It's very special, very, very special. Yeah, I mean, even uh, here, like, it's always like, oh, yeah, we're going to Emma and Damiano's. Like, <laughs> I know. It's so what, fun. What are we I, eating? <laughs> and as I said, like, this has played such an important role in my. I'll say it in my healing from, you know, with my, uh, you know, what, what do you call my, my eating disorder eating even, disorder. like, you know, disorderly eating. I mean, I suffered from bulimia. I suffered from body image issues. Uh, I was constantly worried about putting on weight. Like it dominated my thoughts for so many years. And I know Carly all the same. Mm. And I think this has really helped you too, like, you know, discovering a new relationship with food and a new, uh, I just, you know, excitement and joy with food. It's yeah. not just. It's the joy. Yeah. For sure. Like, it's the just love. like you're allowed to be like excited about your food and like put more. Yeah. And like the effort that goes into it and like the thought and all of that. Like, it's like, it's a whole process. Like, it's not just like yeah. you're eating for like this amount of calories and like and you you're yeah. allowed to eat this but you're not allowed to eat that it's like yes it's so freeing and so much more enjoyable to not think like to not have those thoughts and you yeah. know yeah absolutely like this has played a huge part like to see someone else live in such a different way like to see Damiano yeah. and how he treats his food um you know, inspired us to be like, oh, well, we want to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, it's, as you said, joy is far more joyful. And, you know, to see it's, everyone is like, I mean, everyone that I met is like that over there, like such, such a different relationship with food. And like, mm. it's really quite beautiful. And I think this is also why there's more care and maybe more, you know, there's, there's McDonald's and Burger Kings over there, I will tell you that. And Damiano was a bit surprised to see, like, they were getting a bit more busy, he thought. Uh, but there's also, like, far less obesity over there. And I think we have a bit of a, uh, over here, we have too many takeaways and we depend on that. And I think that kind of, like, plays into our overall health. And I'm not saying, you know, like, you know, like health is important, but also like we don't want to be strict with the health in the mind with the diet. Yeah. And I think it's the Italian culture kind of get it right, potentially. Uh, I know we're just about to run out of time and I feel like I could keep going on this topic, but. But this is such a great episode all about the food section of Emma's Roman holiday. There's no place like Rome part one. Little did we know there's going to be a part two, but um. I'm excited. It was so good to hear all of that. So thank you for sharing. Tune in next week. We're going to do part two. It's all about the little places that Emma went to that are just outside of Rome that you must not miss, that you must not miss, and also the places in Rome as well. <laughs> okay, we'll see you there. Thank you. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.